A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 528, Frozen 2, Into the Tundra. I don't know. <laughs> Does, shouldn't it have a, doesn't it feel like it should have a slug line, a subtitle? I wouldn't even know what it would be. I don't, I don't uh, know either. Into the Mist? I don't know. I don't know. But it feels like it should have It one. should, yeah. Frozen 2 somehow seems lazy. <laughs> Maybe I like mean, the dark beginnings of getting into the real fairy tale. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a hell of a tagline. Yeah, that's, that's a little. <laughs> normally, you don't want to you don't want a verb in the uh, slug line like that. But <laughs> so uh, normally, we go around the table. We should probably introduce our guest. Yeah, a League of Show Share member, Patreon subscriber, longtime listener, Julianne Jordan. Hey, how's it going? Going good. How are you guys? Good. 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 We are Kevinless this week, so. As if being on the show isn't exciting enough, you get to do it without <laughs> having to deal with Kevin. Yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> Hooray! So. Yeah. I was really excited when you guys messaged me to do this, so thanks again for inviting me to be on the show. Yeah. Oh, you're very welcome. So, uh, one, of the many, one of the few perks yes. of the Patreon. <laughs> and you had to go to, to, to two movies this week, so you'll be on yeah. the next one, too. So, yeah, I went to the first one on Friday and the second one on Saturday, and I'll tell you, the one, Frozen 2 that we're about to do was... A better movie, but less of a good experience. <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting because I think we had opposite reactions. Uh oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So this uh, be interesting then. Well, I would say go around the table, but there's not much of a table to <laughs> go around. So say your name, Joe. <laughs> this is Joe, and this is Tom. There we go. Uh, shameless plugs. Uh, don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you can uh, subscribe while you're there so you never miss an episode. And of course, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers, where you can like the page and join the League of Show Sharers. Uh, people who were kind enough to share the episode this week, Librarian Cynthia, Carl Clarkson. That's a new one, I that do is believe. A new one. I think so you're right. Yeah. Welcome, Carl. He just uh, asked to join the League, too. Oh, how about yeah. that? Uh, Susan Carlson, Griffin Fox Smith, Ron Johnson, Brent Smith, Travis Tewitt, Julianne Jordan. We will say your name. You, <laughs> you, this does not fall under the Brad Hyen rule because you shared last week's episode. So uh, next week, next week, Brad Hyen rule. Yeah, next week, yeah. Brad Hyen rule. <laughs> next uh, week, I get skipped. Right. Uh, Chris Sanders, Gabriel Lugo, 
Chris Magic Man, Jason Weesey, Aaron Marlowe, Chris Williams, Dylan A. Lang, Tammy Sherman Powers, Zara Vandercreek, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, and Lane Levanway. So thank you so much for sharing the show. And uh, and what else? Oh, our Patreon, of course. Don't forget, you can go there and uh, subscribe. Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Five bucks a month gets you all sorts of bonus content. The pride of knowing you helped out. And maybe an invite to be a guest. Maybe. And there should be a new episode coming up uh, this week, I think. Awesome. And what's it on? Uh, we did an audio commentary for a Nicolas Cage movie. Okay. Whoa, that and what was, was the Nicolas uh, Cage movie? Uh, Kill Shot, I think. Okay, it's it literally just it like it's it was on it's on it's so new that Amazon Prime, like it's on Amazon Prime, so you don't have to rent it. It's available for free for on free Amazon Prime okay. if you have that. Uh, it's by the same by the I think the guy that did the Replacement Killers with uh, what's her name Mira Sorvino oh, okay. and Chow Young Fat. Gotcha. Uh, it's it it's a movie. Ah, barely. <laughs> That's kind of how movie. all of his new movies have gone. Yeah, like, it's it's interesting to say the least. Yeah, if it wasn't for like Saudi Arabian tax shelters, <laughs> yeah. he wouldn't have a film career. He's got one of the worst beards I've ever seen on film. Oh, I thought he was straight. No, no, he's oh. not. Well, I mean, he might be. I don't know, but it's like it's like Hulk Hogan, just for men, colored beard. Gotcha. Like you. Oof. It's bad. <laughs> I think he first grew that beard for that movie. What was it? Outcast with uh, Hayden Christensen. Did oh, you is, ever that the, see is, that? is that the wizard one? I think so. The only thing I really remember from that movie is when Nicolas Cage disappears out of the movie for a while and comes back. His opening scene is like him scratching his face with a snake. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was I'm definitely, not even kidding. Like, that's that a Nicolas really Cage happened. choice. He's like, no, no, no. The people, people love this. <laughs> and they're like, but Nick, it's a romantic comedy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I love this Nick. <laughs> it's weird when, when you say the name of Nicolas Cage movies. It's like, have you ever seen a, a movie where they reference other movies, but they make up fake movies yes. rather than using real movies? Yes. All Nicolas Cage movies now sound like they're one of those. <laughs> they movies. do. Like they belong I mean, yeah. in a movie. Rattle off these titles, and I'm just like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, How uh, have I not even heard of these? <laughs> when you don't pay your taxes, yeah. you have to take whatever they give you. Oh, goodness. Talk to Wesley Snipes. Yes. So, um, <laughs> so we have, we have a review. Oh, we have a new review. Yeah. Oh, is it, oh dear. It's a gift to five star. Oh, okay. I Granted, like, the other one was five stars, but I, she did kind of rail yeah. against me. I uh, I just looked the other day and uh, it we, popped on Wednesday. Apparently. We didn't have one, so okay. What's it? Uh, it's from Celeste Goo. Uh, I went through many movie review podcasts and got to this one. It surpasses them all. Love how they go through the whole movie and discuss scene by scene. The reviews are fair and said respectfully with cool facts and movie banter mixed in. I find myself. Wanting to rewatch the movie after each episode because of how many things that they shed light on. Fun podcast with great points and insight on movies they review. Definitely recommended. Awesome. So well, there you go. That's, that's very great. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, our first one since August. Yeah, it's been a while <laughs> since we had one. So that's that's wonderful. So thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, so there, I guess uh, that's all that. I guess let's uh, let's dig into Frozen Two. So Frozen Two Annihilation. Yeah. I mean, this is a Anni- it's, it's the movie Annihilation. <laughs> oh, I guess it kind of is. <laughs> I was. Well, can I start by asking, like, how was your theater experience seeing this movie? Like, how exactly, like, many little kids were in your theater? So, my original plan was to take the eight-year-old on Friday. So, I started looking at showtimes uh, at noon for like six to seven fifty, seven fifty. 
like nothing past 750 because she would be asleep. Yeah. yeah. Right. Everything was sold out. Every showing, oh, wow. everything. Like the only seats were left were like at the very front. I'm like, I'm not doing that. That sucks. Uh, so I saw it Saturday by myself because that didn't raise any red flags in the theater. <laughs> uh, I up on a watch list. I, yeah, no kidding. Uh, 8.30. No, I'm sorry. 9.45 Saturday morning. Uh, and I would say it was probably a lot. I feel like that's the best. I mean, it was a pretty good mix. I wouldn't say there were a lot of little, little kids, but like five and up for the most part. So I saw it at a press screening, but there were lots of lots of people brought their kids. Yeah. And uh and the crowd was collectively very restless. Oh. And uh and I was on their side. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm like, I think they misspelled the title of this movie. It needs a few more Z's. Uh <laughs> wow. Yeah. We'll get into it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. In my theater, I swore when I saw Incredibles 2 with my stepson that I was never going to go to a kid's like movie that early ever again. <laughs> and then you guys messaged me, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So I got the earliest showing I could get on Friday. It was an 11 a.m., and half the room was kids that were probably six and under. There was a lady in my row who was taking pictures of her daughters in their frozen costumes during the movie with Ugh. her flash on. Gross. I had somebody on on in my Facebook feed post a picture of their kids watching the movie, and I'm just like, "What are you doing? Let them watch the movie." Yeah, yeah. Don't be that and person. Like, the ten fifteen minutes worth of commercials now that we get at our theater at the start time of yeah. the movie. Yeah, that sounds and light. <laughs> oh, really? I would like, I would pay extra to go to this theater. It's like twenty five. Yeah, and I will say that like at least f- for recent me- in recent memory, uh, the kids stuff they've dialed that down. Yeah, like, they I, have. I felt like you got like one or two, but I, for Frozen, I got at least four to four to five. But I I do think it's typically less though because they know the kid, especially a lot of times. Um, and th- they took heat. Disney took heat. I forget which movie it was, but they put a Frozen short in front of it. Oh, Coco. it was Coco. It was Coco. Yeah, it was Coco. It's the Snowboogers. Yeah. The Frozen short was like twenty minutes long. Yeah, and so yeah. it was like they show. It, so like in some theaters, the movie wasn't starting until almost an hour uh-huh. after the posted start time because they would show all the trailers and then they showed this twenty twenty five minute short. Yeah, and people were just like, "Holy hell, yeah. what are you Let's, doing?" It's not a short. Yes, you just showed me a cartoon. Right. Yeah, put it on TV or something. Yeah. Uh, yes. But yeah, it, so I, I think it was it was a pretty good mix, and I didn't. Well, I really... think she was still finishing oh, her yeah, story. Yeah. Well, I would say like it just the kids were so restless, like with the commercials at the start time, and then more trailers, and then there were more commercials after the trailers. By the time we got to the start of the movie, the kids in my row were like running around, Ugh. standing. Luckily, I'm in one of those theaters with the big recliner seats. So it's like half as many people as there normally would be in a theater. But yeah. still, I mean, it, it was rough, man. Crying babies. Like, I really had to focus on like, <laughs> the movie and just put all the rest of that out of my mind. That's tough, man. It's that, and that's the thing. I feel like I feel like they need to set aside a screen for six and under. Like, just do, do one screen, I think, six and under. And I think then... for a movie like Frozen, they think that, like, Every screen is. I be guess bad. that's true. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of got to go in expecting it. Yeah, it was when you're going to a kids, movie, especially a giant kids movie like Frozen Two. Yeah, like, that's fair. Just, like you're on their turf now, man. That's true. Like, yeah, that's... I know. <laughs> this is not Avengers: Infinity War territory. Wait, you, you don't go to a Gallagher show and complain about getting watermelon. No, on your that's shirt. a good. That's like, a good point. You chose to go to a Gallagher show. <laughs> also, going to Frozen, you might get watermelon on your shirt, Touché. depending on how sick your kid gets. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, this is, I don't, like, this is a weird movie. Because there's a lot of uh, psychological, uh, like, diagnosis is going on in this movie <laughs> that they don't address at all. So, like, Anna is super, like, uh, what's the word? Codependent? Like, hardcore with Elsa. Like, refuses to, like, almost ends her relationship with Kristoff because she refuses to let her go. Well, that's understandable, though, because they, you know, her their entire childhood, Elsa was ignoring her, so they're only sort of, like, just back together recently. So she's trying to just drink it all in all the time. You're right, but they don't address it. At, like, Anna comes off as crazy pants. Like, refuses to just do any, let, let Elsa do anything on her own. To the point where Elsa's like, no, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna, I'm gonna push you away. Like, she's, she's making the relationship worse. Uh, because she's so smothering of Elsa, where to the point where Elsa's like, just get on this boat and get away from me. I'm gonna do this on my own. So it's, it, I feel like there's a lot more songs in this movie. I feel like in f- the first Frozen, you had like, you had Kristoff, you had Olaf, obviously Let It Go, and Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Right. And that was it. And I feel like in this one. No, because you had uh, Anna singing with Hans. The, oh, that's true. That's true. Maybe the songs were better. <laughs> Maybe well, that song were definitely movie, better. For sure. Like, it's more of a Broadway format where the songs further the plot. Whereas, like, usual Disney musicals, like your usual animated movies, the songs help you with character development to help you get to know the characters more. But in Frozen, it was to further the plot more. And they sort of did that in this movie and sort of not. So that's probably why you felt like the music was more prominent because it wasn't really furthering the plot every time. Yeah, that's probably true. That's fair. Which I don't like. No, I don't either. I think if a character singing a song, it should further the plot. Yeah. Or or show off some aspect of their character. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure, it doesn't sure, necessarily sure. need to move the plot, but but like or it explains something about what they want or what their motivations are. Right. Right. And and uh and this one yeah, the songs didn't do that. I didn't, and, and they weren't very good, other than Olaf's song. Yeah, Olaf's song was good. I I didn't really care for any of these. I songs. thought that Elsa's main song was fine, but it's like you're following "Let It Go," right? You know, so it's that it doesn't matter what you're going to do. Yeah, like that was a that was a lightning in a bottle, uh, and I they weren't going to recapture that. And I felt like they were. Desperately, oh, they wanted it in search of of a <laughs> of a let it go. They wanted it bad. They had two that they were hoping one maybe one of them would work, and neither of them did. Yeah. In my opinion, you talk about the it was into the unknown. Yeah, and show yourself. That is that. Uh, yeah, because that's the Panic of the Disco one. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, the, I totally the, heard that during the credits. I was like, "Is that Panic at the Disco?" <laughs> and I saw and, it later in the credits, and I was like, "Oh, that is Panic at the Disco." And then uh, Weezer covered Kristoff's song at the end of the credits. Gotcha. Am I the yeah. only one who thought that that Kristoff song, like during the movie, sounded like a Brian Adams ballad? I think that's exactly what they were going for. It was like an '80s rock ballad. Yeah, like even to the point where they kicked it off with like a guitar, and I was like, "Who's playing guitar? Like, yeah. where did that come from?" But I felt like with that song, they they needed to like pick a because it was also like it wanted to, they were kind of visually making fun of it like it was uh, yeah like it was a like a boy band kind of song oh I thought and it, it would was be like, like a little and they like were Mr Big 
they were kind of doing a little bit of everything. And it was like, just pick one and go with it. I liked what they were going for, but it was like they didn't, I don't feel like they fully committed to the right. joke. Right. You know? And they didn't. That was, that was a very weird. Yeah. Weird. So, okay. So we're going to, I don't really, they don't really give you a time frame as to where we are post Frozen 1. No, they tell you at some, at some point, I think they told you it'd been like three years. Okay. Okay. But I feel like they told you later in the film <laughs> because I was trying to figure it out too. Like, how long has it been? Where are we in this? Yeah. Um, so, but the movie kind of opens with, uh, young, uh, we go back to Elsa and Anna as children, and their their parents are there and telling them the story of uh, their grandfather and basically how uh, they're they made friends with uh, what is the culturally appropriate term for for the snowman? No, well, <laughs> for the the like, people in the like woods, the native people. They're like North. Herds well, I mean, they're, they're Native Americans. No, they're not. They're not in America. Well, I know that, but I mean, like, that's the that's the idea. Well, they were like they were like sort of uh, Inuit, but not really. They're a fiction. Like, they're a fictionalized tribe, and it's like the North, the the North Lords or something like that. Yeah, it was North something. I, I should have read. But I feel down. like they, I feel like I read somewhere that they the Disney actually went to. It's based on a uh, an actual like a uh, um an actual tribe in norway or wherever the hell it's supposed to be i think it's norway okay it's okay for me to not know that no that's fine because they're white and so nobody's gonna get mad at me who knows yeah (laughs) but but, uh translucent up there right um but it was it's like somali or somali okay or it's like s-a-m-l-i but there's like a little dash over the a that's how they get you i don't know what that means (laughs) but uh but yeah they reached out to that tribe because apparently they felt like they were kind of written out of the last one. Oh, okay. And that, okay. And that, so when they decided to make them a major part of this one, they reached out to them and were like, can you help us? So we don't, even though this tribe isn't called your tribe, it, you know, it's. It is. It, yeah. N- North Aldra. Okay. I think yeah, there you yeah. go. That's right. And, uh, and that, but it's clearly a fictionalized version of your tribe. So help us, you know, not get. Um, we don't want to screw this up. Pick it. Well, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And you know how we you know how we talk to the Samoan culture? Right. Like that's what we're gonna do here. Yeah. And so they had a you know, so they've they've been very involved in the process and they're very happy and they actually like yeah, like have a contract oh, with nice. them about how they're gonna try and do everything they can to like make sure make it representative of the true stuff. Of of their culture. Okay. So yeah, so, so not, basically not it was fine and like i wouldn't change anything about this movie really but like this fairy tale is based on a hans christian anderson fairy tale who was writing fairy tales like at the turn of the century like this isn't like some um like heritage fairy tale that they're adapting like moana and like i'm just like i feel like disney's trying too hard with this stuff i can understand that i just I, i mean i guess but i guess i feel like after getting the the trailer for soul and then, uh, so like they're they're at least trying to be diverse in that not everything is a white princess. Like they did that with Tiana, right. but they haven't done it since. Uh, so like I mean, like I said, I got the, they got the trailer for Soul, which looks amazing. Like it looks insane. Uh, and then the, the Happily Ever After, whatever that one is, their their other one. Okay, with, with Tom Holland and Chris. Oh Pratt. yeah, yeah. Um, but so like I guess I can appreciate them trying to incorporate. Uh, other cultures and other people uh, into the Disney stuff rather than just being, oh, there's Belle and there's Ariel and there's, well, I guess there's Pocahontas. <laughs> I guess that's kind of a big one. And Mulan. But you haven't really seen Jasmine. Jasmine, yeah. You, but you don't, I mean, since then, you haven't yeah. really seen uh, anybody else represented. 
So they tell this story about how the the, the both. Uh, well, and you also tend to see like an ethnicity represented once and then never again. Right. Like I think that's also starting to to show. Like when you oh, get your, I see. when I you see. get your first when you get your first one, you're like, right. "Oh, cool, it's the first one." And then you're like, and then you look around, and you're like, "It's been 20 years the of, only one. <laughs> of the first one of of whatever, but then they they never circle back around." Yeah. And that's when it So you do to, get you do get yeah. Sterling K Brown in this. Yes. as as a character who I thought he was great. Um yeah, so the 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 two cultures are coming together and they decide to build this dam uh that will bring the bring the communities together and then somebody attacks somebody and there's a big fight and it pisses off the the elementals basically of <laughs> of this forest uh earth land I'm sorry earth fire wind and water and they shut up there's a big mist that drops over the this forest and cuts it off completely uh like annihilation <laughs> I mean even, even Olaf says things may change when you walk into the mist and I was like wait <laughs> Wait a minute. Are we going to get some weird like bear dog monster later in this movie? I was hoping it was Narnia. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, and they said Enchanted Forest, and I was like, oh, are we doing a tie-in with Once Upon a Time? Like, that'd be awesome. <laughs> would explain why Elsa showed up on that show. Um, yeah, have you, do you guys watch Once Upon a Time? I tried. I watched the first like four or five episodes, and it just bored me to death, and I bailed. I well, only know that Elsa showed up on it. Well, it's Disney's own like fan fiction, basically. But Frozen, when they did that storyline in the first half of season four, it's the only one that they they basically picked up where the movie left off, and it's it's quite similar to this movie. And like they find out that their parents went to the enchanted forest to try to help find like something to get rid of Elsa's magic and all this other stuff. And I this think is on this is on Once Upon a Time. This is on the show. Yeah. That's Beginning weird. of season four, you could totally watch just the first half of season four. Get the Frozen like story arc and be good to go like you huh. don't need to watch anything else but it was very similar to this movie so as i'm watching all everything that's unfolding i'm like oh, okay so i guess we're not sticking to what happened to once upon a time it's <laughs> uh, like yeah it's just very different but it's very good but yeah i thought we were gonna like go enchanted forest on this i was like oh that'd be fun <laughs> they didn't well they did kind of i guess uh so we flash forward to uh present day and everything, everything's kind of going. Elsa still seems a little uh, off. Like this is, you know, she doesn't really know where she belongs, and uh, she's struggling with uh, who she is as a person. And I was like, "There's a script where she's gay." Oh like, yeah, I mean, there, there, it's all over the place. Yeah, and there's, they just wouldn't pull the trigger. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I mean, just do it. Why? I mean, you're not going to hurt anything. It doesn't change her character. There's the, there's a scene later where she's sitting with. Uh, well, it mud, hurts, mud honey. I don't it know what hurts I mean. the box office, is what they're I guess that's of. true. Yeah, it, yeah. The, but there's a scene where she's sitting with one of the the people from the woods, and I was just like, "What? Well, I mean, just do it. Like you're <laughs> you're right. Not do it, do it. But like, I was like, it's still a. Kiss I know. Movie. Pull the pull the trigger. You're you're. I mean, I have a feeling there there. This scene was the scene where she, you know. She finds the bush in the enchanted forest. That's exactly right, yes. <laughs> Maraca sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, no, they, this is something they did touch in Once Upon a Time. They do a storyline with uh, Red Riding Hood and um, Dorothy from Wizard of Oz, and they put them together. And that's something that they can tread in in the Once Upon a Time show. But I feel like if Disney did that in one of their big box office movies like like frozen to now it would just be like such a pr nightmare for them and, and i guess i, I guess i, I feel like they've made they've made so much money 
Like yeah, I, but when you're when you're publicly traded, you've never made enough money. I guess that's fair. And and yeah. there's no upside for them f- from a business standpoint. I don't know, man. I think there could be. I think I think there might be an upside one day to take a brand new property, sure, and incorporate th- incorporate that. Yeah. But to to inject it into an existing extremely successful property, yeah, like. There's going to be a lot of people, and I'm not saying that they're correct, but they're going to feel like it was bait and switch, and you got my kids into this thing, and then now that they want to see Frozen 3, but I can't watch because you've turned it into this other thing, and then they're going to get picketed, and just, I just don't think any suit is going to go down that road from a business standpoint. Yeah, I guess. I guess, but we talk about representation. I mean, and she would, I mean, I feel like if you're going to have somebody represent a whole community, why not be one of your most popular? I I think because they're because, and I'm not defending them. I'm just I'm no no I get it. I get it. Yeah. What I think is the thought process is that being being black or Asian or Native American is is not a choice. It's it, and neither is being homosexual. <laughs> Hang on, but but there's a lot of people that still don't think that way. Sure, and and sure, they've, sure, sure. they've assigned morality to it in a way that you don't assign morality to the existence of your ethnicity. That's fair. And so and so because of that, they don't want to go down that road and fe- and because there's not from a business standpoint a reason to do it. Okay. And look how out of control it got with the live action Beauty and the Beast, and and they didn't even yeah. mention it in that movie. They just barely show it in the background. Show what? That the Josh Gad character w- w- had a crush. Oh, on, oh, 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 on the on the uh, so Gaston. Josh Gad, Josh Gad, just a lightning rod. For, yes. Yeah, and he you know. he dances with another man like in the last scene or something. Well, and remember there was in the first Frozen there was like a brief. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's Blink, very brief. Blinking, you miss it yeah. of like uh, a gay couple, yeah, or what people are were interpreting as a gay couple that like ran an inn or something, yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. And and I mean, it, it was literally like for like one one thousand of a second. You saw you saw Rapunzel and Flynn Rider longer than that couple, <laughs> yeah, and wow, and people were and people were freaking out about, yeah. It. I guess that's I, I get it. I guess Not I'm saying it's right. No, I guess I'm of the mind where yeah. it's like. You've got a, you've got the audience, you've got the, and I guess I can see where it'd be like a bait and switch, but also like Frozen Three, I mean Frozen Three is going to be the wedding, yeah. That's and I, mean, I don't feel like it's, I, I mean personally, I don't feel from a storytelling standpoint that it would be a bait and switch because I, I really feel like they kind of are laying the groundwork. Oh, that, for sure, that Elsa's a lesbian, yeah, and and that and and that the themes and motifs of this Constantly. of this movie are always like I don't fit in why don't I fit in I don't understand yeah. why I'm not the same as everybody else like you know there's a lot of that within this that would that would really lean into a coming out story even in the first one yeah I mean let, uh, yeah, it, no, let, I, let it go I mean I, I feel like is is exactly what that is right and then they don't do it which is fine like right. you know you're trying to establish that property but I feel like in this one it was like yeah it was right there yeah and I feel like there's a script where it's all it's, uh, yeah. it's there it would not surprise me at all right that, that at some point someone pitched hey what <laughs> if right 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 well and so many disney villains of the past like ursula and even scar have been like gay coded which a lot of people talk about how, oh yeah like, they, you know, people think that scar villains, was gay 
People think Scar is gay? There's a whole thing out there about it. Like, he always makes the list of people that say, like, all these Disney villains are gay-coded. And, yeah, they do say Scar's on that list. Interesting. So, at least now, like, if we are getting gay-coding, at least it's with the heroes instead of the villains now. That's fair. That makes a good point. It almost goes back to the Rambo discussion. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you made a mistake there, buddy. Right. right, (laughs) Uh, Speaking of, did you see Tim Miller? Tim Miller has just unleashed... Where he was like, no, I'll never work with Cameron again. <laughs> and I'll never work with Ryan Reynolds again. And he's like, he blames them both. He was like, they wanted their own thing, and I'm a director, and I got to fight for what I got to fight for. But when they say, he's like, Deadpool, that's Ryan Reynolds' baby. And what he says, what he says goes, and I can't direct like that. And then he said, and then <laughs> James Cameron, it's his baby. And when he says goes, and when I can't do what I want to do, I have to walk away. And I was like, well... Yeah, I mean, you're not. Those are two movies where you're not really going to have any sort of final cut if you're no, the director. No, not yeah. at all. So I thought that was interesting. Both of those franchises, he was like, "Nah, f them." Well, I'm, well, and, and James Cameron alienating people in Hollywood, like big shocker there, right? Yeah, <laughs> like you, you knew what you were signing on for. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So Elsa is starting to hear this echo uh, coming from coming from the enchant somewhere from the enchanted woods, uh, and she decides. Uh, to, well, I guess that there is Elsa accidentally wakes up the elementals, so they kind of at- not really attack Arendelle, but they uh, force every there's enough uh, natural disaster to force the occupants of Arendelle out. So Elsa decides to team. The, they get the team back together. It's the original team and they go, they're going to the forest uh, to figure out what the hell's going on. So in that process. Uh, there is more. Uh, you get an idea of how Anna is coping with Elsa being back, and she's not. I mean, she's happy that she's back, but she kind of refuses to allow her to do her own thing. So anytime Elsa kind of breaks away, uh, Anna like immediately leaves Kristoff behind and uh, tries to find Elsa. There's even a point where. Anna believes that Kristoff just walked, just left. And I was just like, well, why? no, you know that he wouldn't just leave. <laughs> like he did fight like a snow monster to, you know, get back with you. Uh, so I just felt like that, that the insecurity for Anna, I thought was a little weird. Maybe like, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I just felt like it was like her character was so different in the first movie where she was funny and she was kind of, I don't want to say aloof, but she was kind of, uh, what's the word? Uh, innocent, not even innocent, but she was just, she's trying to do what's right, basically. Like, overly eager about it? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. And in this one, she is, there's just, she's freaking out because her sister's back, but her sister is also trying to grow and change, and she, Anna, I felt like Anna's kind of just holding her back and refuses to let her do what she wants to do you know yeah i guess i uh i don't know i just i mean i guess that makes sense yeah that i thought it was kind of overprotective but but also it it's and her sister's a mutant for crying out it's been three years (laughs) yeah and 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 she's gotten stronger right elsa's powers are completely different now um she can she's in complete control she can do all kinds of like literally her her powers have gone to like omega level where she can uh stop the precipitation in the air and turn them into like snow right and i was like that's that's uh that's iceman level that's uh 
She also, in the boat that they find later, like, makes water rise out of the planks. I'm like, oh, okay, so Elsa has water powers now, too? Well, like, I think that's a good question, because I did, ha- I had the same question, where it's like, I understand that you can control ice, but does that mean that you can pull, like, so basically what happens is they they, they get into the, they get in to, uh, Elsa is allowed entry into the this mist because nobody can get in. Nobody has ever been able to get in. Nobody can get out. Uh, it's like a Manhattan nightclub. <laughs> well, I think it's Stefan like no. describing a nightclub <laughs> at that point. Uh, Dan Cortez is in there. I'm not sure if you knew that or not. Um, so they go in and they, they end up meeting uh, the, the tribe inside, and all of a sudden there's there's troops from Arendelle. And I do think it was weird that like as soon as they say who they are. They don't immediately be like, yep, oh, well, you know, all right, you tell us what you want us to do. They're like, no, 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 we're still going to fight. And I was like, you know, she's the she's the queen of Arendelle. <laughs> like, you you kind of work for her now. Like, I don't know why you're trying to uh, say, no, you're wrong to the queen that you're supposed to work for. So it's a woman. <laughs> that was a moment where I was like, I, I mean, the guy had been in there for 35 years. And he was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's that, not how this works. That can't be a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get to be queen, but where's the guy that's in charge? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, then when we meet all these people, we get an almost Ant-Man-esque like, recap of what happened in the first movie, performed by Olaf, that which I was did amazing. find quite hilarious. Yeah. Yes. The, the, uh, all Michael the Olaf Pena. stuff I loved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't fault anything there. Yeah. The Michael Pena-esque breakdown of Frozen 1 was pretty great yeah. by Olaf. Um so they basically Elsa says like look, I know this it's messed up. I know that there is some tension here. I will fix it. Like I promise you I will fix it. Uh this is where they meet the uh the fire totem, I guess. So it's just it's zipping around uh Well, well we missed the part where they bumped into the wind spirit and and Elsa froze them all right before Oh, that's uh, right. All the people show up and she sees like all the frozen like moments in time. And then we get the whole like water has memory and everything. And and she sees, I think, is that where we first see like her father getting rescued? Yeah. That we know yes, that's right. That's story? right. Yeah, that's right. Um, we see her grandfather. We see. So this is the the first uh, notion that maybe Elsa and Anna are of two worlds. And there was a moment where I was my daughter, my eight year old was like. Wouldn't it be weird if Elsa had, or if Anna had fire powers? And I was like, what? Well, the original fairy tale, um, Elsa's like counterpart in the original fairy tale. She's the Snow Queen. And then the Snow Queen's sister is the Summer Queen. Ah. So I've always wondered if they would do this with Anna, but I don't know. They may not. Like, and she's got the red hair. Time, yeah. Like, they, they do it to where it's just like, yeah, no, just Elsa's the magical one. And we've still got a th- I guarantee. Well, I mean, judging by what this thing is making, uh, we'll get a third one. Oh yeah, yeah there's no so doubt in my mind. Um, so yeah, so the, I'm trying to think. Did they next? They go. I think my big problem is I didn't care about any of this backstory. I cared about of the, nothing of, of the dad and the mom. Yeah, I could see that. I, I mean, I, I I feel like with sequels, you'd have to do some world building. You know, like so, I and it didn't feel very organic to me. I think it's like, going hey, there's this major thing that happened <laughs> that we've never told you about before. Told us or the audience? The audience. I feel like that's okay though because they give you that little breakdown in the beginning. But it just feels arbitrary. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. feel 
like it's growing out of anything. If the story's moving forward and you're introduced to new things, it's because new things are happening. Right. But when, you know, it's like, you know, I, I, I ran into this with How I Met Your Mother, which I liked a lot, right? But, like, when they're in the sixth season and all of a sudden Marshall's telling you a story about this best friend that you've never heard of before. Right, right, right. Over right. six years of these people doing nothing but sitting <laughs> in a room and talking to each other, right? Sure. And I'm just like, well, no, like, that's not... We should have heard about this before, right? Yeah. And I just and I know that there hasn't been that you know there hasn't been you know six seasons of Frozen, but it's still it just it feels like that's a really big backstory to just have not heard. They do completely destroy the theory that they were on their way to Rapunzel's wedding. Yes, that's gone out the window completely <laughs> with this movie. Um. So yeah, so they uh they, they start this journey. They meet the the wind that that. Uh, Olaf dubs Gale. I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, All right. like, oh, right. All right. fair enough. Uh, and then they meet the lizard, which I think is was very like uh, the the fire totem is like zipping around, setting the forest on fire, and Elsa's constantly trying to uh, extinguish the flame and and save the forest. And finally, she catches up to it, and it's just this little tiny. And I was like, well, here's your cute animal for right. the Disney movie. Yes. The adorable uh, <laughs> little fire newt. <laughs> yeah, the fire newt uh, that immediately falls in love with Elsa because she can put it out, and she's not. I hope they're making all those little figures flame retardant. <laughs> yeah. No, just set it on fire. It'll generation really of children trying to set it on fire <laughs> yeah. so it looks like the one in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so she has now tamed uh, two of the elementals. So she's got the wind on her side, and she's got fire on her side. Uh, we are introduced here. This is where we get the backstory where it turns out that Elsa and Anna's parents, one was from the tribe and one was from Arendelle. So now Elsa and Anna are of two worlds, which would lead to the idea that maybe Anna has fire powers that we haven't seen yet. Um, so they, they kind of sit down. They start to have this uh, coming together. Uh, the I do like that the the general... Like is trying to, he's asking about things in Arendelle, and he asks about like this woman. She was like, "Is he married? Is she married?" And she was like, "No." And he's like, "I don't know how." It makes me feel happy and sad at the same time. <laughs> um, so this is where we meet the 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 land giants, which are just like giant rock monsters. And I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like Aronofsky's Noah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> perfect. Fi- they finally got work again. <laughs> yeah, good for them. Uh, yeah. So and and these things are not the greatest of things like there there's it's weird there's no true villain well there was like that was the same issue last time what do you mean well no was hans a, was the villain he was just a surprise villain yeah but he wasn't really like i don't know i didn't feel like he was a villain that was really driving the story though disney's been kind of moving away from villains and a lot of their yeah mo- you know what i mean like that's true it's more about internal conflict right than, huh that's like, a good point like you think about it like uh wreck it ralph there's really not himself yeah. But but you're right. Yeah. I mean, even in uh, what was the emotion one? Inside out. Inside out. There's no real villain. No, no, that's true. Well, in a Bill- way, you know, like I'm kind of glad for this. When I was a kid, and like a Bug's Life came out, I was at that age where I was like, I'm too cool for Disney now. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and I I remember thinking like and telling my dad like I want to go see a different movie. I don't want to see a Bug's Life because like. I know exactly how it's going to go. There's going to be a bad guy. There's going to be a conflict. They're going to go face the bad guy. They're going to beat the bad guy. And then there's a happy ending. And it's just they've all become very formulaic. So Disney's breaking out of that formula. Yeah. Big time. For sure. And it, I mean, for the most part, it's working. Um, but yeah, like, there is no true. Vi- there is. There really is no villain in this whatsoever. There's nobody that they're 
that has been plotting against. I mean, if anything, Aaron Aaron Dell, I guess, is their grandfather. Is the vil- spoilers? Is the villain? Uh, <laughs> yeah. he's the you know he's the one that started this conflict, and he you know kind of a a military coup, if you will. Um, so Elsa basically has they go they lose Kristoff because Kristoff like is he's been trying. He, I love that he's trying to propose and he sucks at it. He is constantly screwing it up, and Anna. Kind like the way Anna is interpreting the things that Kristoff is saying. I didn't like this at all, at all, because I it did was not like it at all. It was very contrived. Like nothing about it felt. It was like it, it. The writers were going out of their way to create conflict where there was none. Yeah, and they were going out of their way to have her misinterpret very obvious overtures. Right, that, and. So she could be offended, and you could you could separate them for part of the story. But the problem is, it was it wasn't well done, and so at some point, it sounds like she's deliberately misinterpreting yes. what he's saying. Yes, which isn't what she was doing, but it was starting to feel like that. I agree. See, and this is where I get tainted by my fandom of Once Upon a Time because her character's a lot like that in the TV show as well, and it's more that she just takes everything a little too literally, kind of yeah. like Drax. Like she really doesn't okay. understand subtlety. <laughs> and and symbolism, and so she takes things way too literally, and then just kind of runs with it. Yeah, I did the line that I did like. He's like, I know the situation isn't the mo- the, isn't the most ideal, and she was just like, "What are you talking?" That one part I thought was kind of funny, but overall, he is saying stuff that I guess could be construed as like, if it were any like the one line where it's like, if it was anybody else, and she's like, "Do you want to be with somebody else?" Yeah, and I'm just like, "Whoa, whoa, pump the brakes!" Like, I, that's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah. Um. So Kristoff hooks up, not hooks up, but like becomes friends with uh, one of the, the the dudes from the tribe, and he's like, "Yeah, I gotta, we got a way to do this. Like, if you want to do it, just come with me. You'll be ready to go by morning." And in this process, uh, Elsa decides to go off on her own and try to figure out what the hell she keeps hearing this voice in the woods. Uh, so she's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Um, so in this in this process of like our characters being separated, Anna is led to believe that Kristoff just was like pimped away and was like, see ya. Like I didn't just spend four years trying to, you know, fall, not trying to, but falling in love with you and building this life with you. And when things get tough, I'm out. Like I'm not coming back. And it's just like, Whoa, like I don't think, all right, whatever. Well, I don't know if you know this, Joe, but sometimes guys have a really hard time, like (laughs) conveying what they mean. And those women, have a hard time like interpreting it, and we always <laughs> jump to the worst conclusions every time. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I guess I feel like. But in they've the- also been together for three years at this point. He yeah, have three years of proving that he's sticking around. Yeah. I've been with my boyfriend for three years, and and I still have these moments where he says something, <laughs> and like he doesn't clarify it, and then I just have to jump to my own conclusion, which is always the darkest place, and then <laughs> it ensues a problem, and he's like, I was just kidding. I'm like, well, you can't kid about stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it feels like a fight I've had numerous times. Uh, so, so, yeah, so Elsa and Anna, and I do think it's weird, like, Anna doesn't give a poop. Like when Kristoff is gone, she's like, "Okay, cool, see ya." Yeah. Like there was no she's like sad about it. Like, barely she has this disappointed look, but she needs to be there for her sister more so than like trying to figure out where Kristoff went off to. I don't. Because disag- her sister's in mortal danger if she doesn't go with her. But she mm, see that, and there well, this. Well, that's what she thinks. At least that's fair. Okay, I get you. 
Um, so they kind of go off into like they find like this barren wasteland, and they walk up on this ledge, and all of a sudden there's their parent ship, and I was and in my head I was like, all right, like plot twist. I'm cool. Like this is interesting. Maybe the parents are alive and they got you know they couldn't get out of the yeah i thought that's where they were going they couldn't get out of the mist i was like okay so they're not tarzan's parents good to know also not the ship in the little mermaid mermaid, uh weren't going to uh rapunzel's wedding um so they kind of go into the boat and they uh this is the scene that you were talking about where she pulls the the water out of the boards of the ship. But uh, after they find the, I guess Arendelle black box. Of ships. <laughs> I did like Olaf's yeah. line. Where I he was like, I, I hated that line. That's like the oldest <laughs> hack stand up joke in the world. I think that was the point, though. It was just like, oh, that's it. I I, I, yeah. I agree, but I feel like I feel like it worked in the, it, to me. It worked in this situation because yeah. it is the it is Olaf. It's almost like Fozzie Bear telling a bad right. joke. Where you're just like, yeah, I know it's that, a bad uh, joke. Yeah, like the whole I point of Fozzie is, is yeah. to tell a bad joke. Which is you know they're like partnered with State Farm now. Oh yeah, yeah. which is very weird. That <laughs> yeah, Facebook I portal. That, too. that is weird. What's Facebook portal? It's their like uh, video conferencing thing that they're trying oh. to get people to do that nobody's doing. Good. Yeah. Has anybody ever made a Facebook video call on purpose? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've gotten hundreds of them on accident. <laughs> like the like the immediate response to the click is, yeah to Facebook <laughs> is like whoops sorry <laughs> yeah. didn't mean to send that <laughs> right right. My uh, whole thing though was like in a black box in a, an airplane, it's recording automatically. Like, could you imagine someone sitting there, like, as the ship is going down, like, <laughs> writing as fast as they can, and then trying to get it all sealed up before it sinks? Like, how does that work exactly? That's a valid point because there is like a, a map with drawings on it, and it's basically they uh, have to go to this island, but their mother had like mapped it out. And it says Elsa's powers question mark. And so it's just like <laughs> that is true. The ship's going down. She's like, oh, Christ, I got to get this thing in the black box before it's too late. Uh, Which so is they, something they do in the TV show. She jots down a letter about all the stuff she did wrong and throws it in a bottle in the ocean, hoping it makes it to her daughters. Whose daughters? Uh, the So the mom of Elsa and Anna in the TV show Once Upon a Time as the ship is going down. She's trying to write a letter to them, and she puts a message in a bottle and chucks it in the ocean right before they drown. Do they play the police song? <laughs> that's all I need to know. Roxanne? Yeah, Roxanne. That's the one I was thinking of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a good song, though. It is a good song. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, yeah, so, I like Eddie Murphy's version. What's his version? That's what he's singing in the when uh, Nick Nolte first meets oh, him. Oh, yeah, 48, 48 hours. hours. Yes, you're right, yeah. He's got his headphones, he's got his Walkman on. What a we like, if this thing works for Eddie Murphy, what a w- interesting career pivot Yeah, to get away from the, the family Eddie Murphy and go back to, like, the 80s Eddie Murphy. That would, that'll be interesting to see if, he nice. can, see if he can do that. Although, boy, 48 hours, there's a movie you couldn't make today. Oh, hell, you could, <laughs> you could make it, but you would have to ditch all of Nick Nolte's dialogue. Right. <laughs> oh, you couldn't make Trading Places today either. I just watched that the oh. other day. You got Dan Aykroyd in blackface. <laughs> That's right. Oh, oh my God. God. He was in blackface. You do. You got, 
you've got all this like classist stuff. You've got Eddie Murphy as a homeless man. Like, oh, there's so many problems you would have with that. Movie I, I think I picked one of. The, I think I picked that for one of our Christmas episodes. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great when, movie. That's when John. Lannis I forgot was, about the black. I did too. That's when John <laughs> oh, Lannis yeah, could do no wrong. That whole scene, like they, they're racist against Irish people. <laughs> they're racist. Well, we kind of got it coming. <laughs> yeah, you deserve it. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> Well, I know what I'm watching tonight. <laughs> so, anyways, back to the Airtel Black Box. Yeah, yes. right, 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 right. It's bad when the guest is redirected the conversation. <laughs> uh, so they just so this is the scene where Elsa's like, "I'm going, like I'm going to that uh, island, and you're not coming with me." She's basically like, "F you, like I I know you want to go with me, but I have to do this by myself." And Anna is adamant that she will not let her go. Uh, no pun intended. So Anna, Elsa pulls a slick little move where she's like, all right, group hug. And she brings in Olaf. And she brings in Anna. She's like, deuces, and makes them a little ice boat and kicks them both in the boat and sends them on their way. And I was like, oh, man, that was that was a slick move, Elsa. Like, well done. I didn't like that they separated them again. Like, like I, if I was like, oh, cool, they're going to go on an adventure together. Yeah. And then they separate them. That's fair. I th- I think I don't know. I guess I feel like uh what they're try I feel like what they're trying to accomplish with Elsa here I would rather her do it on her own. You know, like I I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I just I like the idea of like okay, they were separated in the last one but they can work together sure, in this one. Sure. And then they 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 didn't. Yeah. yeah, but since we're ripping off the fifth element for this movie, like spoilers. <laughs> This would be like when Lilu goes off on her own to go meet the diva, and so this yeah, Elsa that's a good point. to go off on her own to go meet, meet up her, with the, meet her mother, the horse. Yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah, true. and the diva. Wait, she's, she's meeting up with horse? Oh no, H O R S E. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh man, that's the that's the vivid version of yeah, this movie. I'm yeah, I'm like, this movie just got interesting. <laughs> so, and I think this is probably my favorite scene of the movie. Uh, I think this is a. Disney, we, we always talk about how they're always stepping their game up with Pixar and Disney. Uh, and this is obviously, this is a Disney 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 Pictures animation. Right. This is uh, feature animation, this is, not Yeah, Pixar. this is not Pixar. Uh, and I, I don't know, I don't know how much better they can get. You know what I mean? It was a beautiful movie. My like, God. Visually, it w- looked great. The, the water, I feel like water is probably the hardest thing. Water and I think fur, hair. Is, That's fair. It's really difficult. Yeah. Uh, that, is, that was definitely something I noticed in this movie. The animation of the water is just perfect and, and stunning. Yeah, I think they it, it's it's. I thought it was going to be hard to top Moana, and they've done it. Yeah, like, there, it looks even better than Moana. There did. are moments of this film that look photorealistic. Yeah, yeah. Unlike that dog in Call of the Wild. The dog in Call of the Wild. Wow. They should make somebody <laughs> should make a mashup trailer <laughs> with the where they replace the dog. From Call of the Wild yeah. with the original Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> I I I was shocked. I couldn't believe how bad and how looked. bad that looks. And I was like, man, what is Disney thinking? Is, I was like, oh, it's not Disney. Is Harrison what? Ford one of these guys that's like, we can't ever use an animal in a movie? Is maybe he, is that what was going on there? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, why use a fake dog at all? We've made tons of movies with right. real dogs that are just fine, like White Fang and. And other Disney Homeward Bound, the Shaggy like DA, <laughs> Shaggy <laughs> DA. Like I, uh, 
Like, and I get that there are going probably going to be scenes in the movie where you got to CGI the dog. Makes sense. But like, there's literally like he's just sitting there petting a dog, and it's CGI. <laughs> he's the dog is looking up in the sky at snow. Yeah, and I was like, "Woo, buddy! You don't like, need a CGI dog for that." Nope, you just it's, say sit and look up. Yeah, actually, according to Shaun of the Dead, dogs can't look up. That's the that's the line <laughs> from the movie. But that's like, even <laughs> even animal rights activists typically are like, dogs are okay because they're d- domesticated. It's it's wild animals that they don't like want bears you to, and tigers. And stuff. Yeah, that they don't want you to use in movies. But like dog, <laughs> like they're okay. But they're like dogs. You can train a dog and and they'll be okay. Right. And I'm not saying there isn't any animal rights person that's like so like oh never. But oh, yeah. but <laughs> for the most part, like they're like dogs are okay. Right. I think cats are okay. But they're but they're like. But don't. But it's when you start bringing in wild animals. Leo's like, can we not use a real bear? Right. I would prefer not yes. to be attacked by one. That'd be great. Yes. You know, I would almost put money that you're right, Tom. I bet it was that Harrison Ford didn't want to have to be working with a dog all the time because they say the two hardest things to work with in movies are children and animals. Well, yeah. puppets. <laughs> you can puppets tell by Harrison Ford's temperament that he probably isn't the easiest person to work with anyway. He right. seems a little surly, a little cranky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when you almost have a near death experience when you all i know is when i saw him standing next sitting, <laughs> sitting next to the dog i was just like i wonder how chewbacca feels about all this <laughs> he doesn't care because han solo's dead yeah no he's like i could have made a call of the wild movie <laughs> i would pay for that movie yes like multiple times there's another mashup trailer you could make <laughs> harrison ford and chewy and chewy yeah call of the wild i'm with it uh so and I this is the I think this is the greatest this is the best scene of the whole movie is Elsa trying to the, the water itself is not allowing her to get to the island so she is constantly trying to have to use her ice powers to you know and run I, up I, the way run up the did I tune and, out or did we not really discuss the idea of that like they're in this kind of uh, paradox of if they free the forest it dooms Aaron we haven't gotten there yet because Anna. That yeah, we she figure, figures that out. She later. figures that out oh, when she's okay. when she's doing the depressed stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, we, but she does figure that out. Um, I thought we were at the scene where she's stopping the water from hitting Aaron. No, no, her. not yet. This is her just like trying to run up the wave and gotcha. Uh, get to the yeah. island. This is where she has the interaction with the horse, where she tames the horse and the horse gets her to the island. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was the first trailer that came out. Yeah, it got yeah. Me right, really right, right. Excited for this movie because I was like, this scene looks amazing. I don't know what else is doing, but it's <laughs> awesome looking. I, I do think it's funny that they're just like, how many outfits can we get? How many how many toys can we get out of Elsa on this, in one movie? She's on this horse, and I was like, did they buy TriStar, too? <laughs> okay, Is so as somebody who goes to conventions, and I cosplay, and I love dresses and fashion design stuff, I totally, like, geek-girled out over all the different dresses that Anna and Elsa show in this <laughs> There's movie. a lot. I was, like, I was like, oh, my God, I want to wear that one. I want to that one. Like, Oh, I cannot wait. And they're easier to make than the first movie ones, I think. Like the one that Anna wears for the party. Oh, like the purple and getting... green one? Uh, it, yeah, the one that's like the real green skirt that she falls into the river. Sure, and sure, all sure. Frozen that she trades out for different clothes. It's a great scene, though. I'm such a boy. Like, I don't even remember her having different outfits. So it's so. F- I have. I'm trying. To, I have at least. Not me personally. Uh, at least two, maybe three Elsa dresses in my house that the kid so they have been passed down so bella wore them five years ago yeah and now gwen is wearing them now so it's just like god just when i thought i was free of elsa and anna i always tell people that are new parents (sighs) yeah and they want my piece of advice the first thing i always tell is get your kids into pokemon 
Okay. <laughs> because it's been around so long. Oh, sure. That you can scoop it up at garage sales, dirt cheap, but it's still current in the in the in the pop culture pantheon. So the kids don't realize you're buying them cheap <laughs> yeah, stuff. Right. <laughs> they think you got them new stuff. Yeah. That's my tip that's, for that's new pretty parents. good. I like that. Yeah. There's a Heck lot. In my house, I can just give them my old Pokemon stuff. I'm still into Pokemon. <laughs> See, that's that's what you're putting my point. I give them the old stuff that doesn't matter. The cards have been pulled out of circulation. Whatever. We've got box a box in the living room full of dress up stuff. <laughs> just which oh is so unfair, by the way. When I was a little kid, they didn't have just like all the outfits in the toy section year round. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm so jealous. I'm, I keep telling my boyfriend, I was like, can we please have a little girl just so I can buy her all this cool stuff? <laughs> no, because you'll go bankrupt. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, yeah. So Elsa, she she tames the water element and she gets to the island. And this is where uh, it's almost like. Uh, it, it's it's the it's the it's the the castle scene again, where she gets waylaid with all this information. She figures out she, they were told early on that there's a fifth element, right? <laughs> uh, and we find out that it's her. That Elsa is the fifth element. You mean you didn't know that instantly? <laughs> no, I knew that of course. When they show the four, and there's <laughs> one in the middle that connects them. That all. looks like a snowflake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, also no pun intended. I, right. That, other word that i can't say anymore without people like Ooh. yeah uh, well and her powers very much are based on love like fear makes them out of control love helps her control it and isn't the fifth element in that movie like love like isn't that oh, the whole is it? point like maybe when, they, when he kisses lilu and they find out love is the fifth oh element, yeah like, oh my god they ripped off two so movies ripped <laughs> off that movie. it's like fern gully all over again uh so so yeah, so they no, I'm sorry, it's like Avatar all over again. Ah, Avatar is the one that ripped everything off. Uh, so now we flash to uh, so basically Elsa sacrifices herself, and I was just like, all right, so we get Ice Elsa. So she she freezes as she's getting all of this information. We find out that her grandfather actually was the aggressor, and I think chopped off a guy's head. I'm pretty sure that's what he did without <laughs> them, without them actually showing it to us. Um, and we find out that the dam. That was built as it's like a this Disney piece. movie. That's a darn. It's a darn. It's, it's a, a darn. it's a dang it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was supposed to be like this peace offering is actually killing the this forest. Like right. It's cut off its water supply and it is killing the forest. Um. So Anna Anna is having like she has a a breakdown. Like she hits her rock bottom in this moment and. Uh, well, she hits rock bottom after Olaf disappears because Elsa gets frozen. Is that what it know, is? Yeah, the whole song, like the lullaby that we get, which is super dark, which uh, well, super all dark. lullabies are, which they do point out like early on, like when they meet the, the North people, she's like, God, there's always like such dark lines and lullabies. I was like, thank you for being self-aware about that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so it says like, don't go too far or you'll drown. So Elsa, when she's in that ice cave on the island, when she finally gets there, she sees all the visions with her mom and everything, realizes that she's the fifth element. And then she follows because she created like the ice uh, slash snow, like water has memory like things for her to see what's happened in the past. Her grandfather like walks away, like her snow grandfather walks away and she follows it to this like pit and she decides to jump down in the pit. Oh, you're right. You're right. She starts to freeze. And then right at the moment she totally freezes over, she sends up that signal to Anna that eventually shows Anna like what happened and then right after that Olaf like he says something's wrong dissipates. and I was like I mean it's a Disney movie 
So I was like, well, they, they might. <laughs> they might kill him. I don't know. Well, and they say, like, as he's fading away, he says to Anna, like, love is, and then he doesn't, or, or no, how does it go? He says, like, um, something is permanent, and then I was like, what, death is permanent? <laughs> like, as he's dying, but he's like, no, love is permanent. And I'm like, okay. So, oh, that makes more sense. He's, yeah. He's probably going to come back. Like, Disney's not going to do that. Although no, he's, there were he's, a he's too kids cute. I could hear crying in the theater. Like, <laughs> yeah. mommy, is Olaf dead? No, oh, you're, you're like, you know how we know Olaf isn't dead? He's not a parent. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> Only point. Only parents yeah. die in Disney movies. <laughs> or or villains. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Anna realizes that she has to. I think it's adorable, though, that they think love is permanent. Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do want to point out here, by the way. So Anna gets, you know, sent off on the little ice sled by um, Elsa. And Elsa creates, like, an ice, like, slide for them to go down. Right. And Anna had, like, rocked herself off of that, and they, you know, diverted off into the river. And then, like, they, she encounters all the giant, like, earth stone giants, and then they go into that little cave to escape them, which is where Olaf disappears and everything. But not before Anna, like, falls in the water and then gets out. So, like, I don't think that Anna has fire powers. I think she just is totally resistant to hypothermia. <laughs> <laughs> you, you make a valid point. Now. There's a lot of, like, water and cold. And I was like, how is nobody freezing in this movie? <laughs> if I even get a... My shirt gets a little damp from, like... You know, I have to wear, like, three layers. The fir- If the bottom layer gets wet, I'm just like, ugh. Cold. This is the worst. Yeah, and twice now, each one time in each movie, Anna has completely fallen in an ice cold river, gotten out, and seemed to be completely. Maybe fine. she does have fire powers. We just don't know. What's yeah, keeping it's, her it's warm? Keeping her warm. I guess. She, <laughs> her, well, I mean, her clothes did freeze in that first movie. That didn't really help her at yeah. all. Uh, so yeah. So this is where uh, Anna figures out I have to destroy the dam. Like the only way to make this darn. better. D- darn. Dang it. Uh, is to destroy the dam. Dang it. There you go. Oh, thank you. And we did get another song here. This is that whole, I think this is like the message of the movie is if, if you don't know really what to do, just do the next right. Keep thing. pushing, like, keep pushing, like yeah. keep, take one step, stand up, take one step. And I was like, I, you know that I can get behind this song like this one, the, this, this honest song. Is it as chipper as, uh, do you want to build a snowman or, yeah. uh, the other one that she sings in, in the castle? No, but, and that's, it's like, I've had a crush on Kristen Bell, uh, since veronica mars so I think it's america in yeah, general has. i think that's yes. fair that's fair so it's it's always like yeah, do you watch a good place i do oh what a great show it is a great show that, i'm I, a season behind but it's the best show on television right now. it's uh it's pretty fantastic yeah yeah i do like that that the guy that who's the the love interest what's his name uh i don't Rom- know the actor's Rami? name but chidi Chidi. Yeah, he's he actually shows up on the new Jack Re- not Jack Reacher, but uh, Jack Ryan show. Ah, and I was he like, was oh, in, I know that guy. He was in Midsommar. He was in Midsommar, and doesn't well. Yeah, well, sad sad day for that guy. Well, sad day for, for everybody uh, in that well, movie. Maybe not no, everybody. Cute. Yeah, that's fair. No, she does smile at the end. Well, yeah, but not a happy <laughs> smile. <laughs> uh, so she kind of wakes up the, the the land giants and has them start to throw. Uh, rocks and you know this is what Kristoff comes back and they kind of reconnect where he's like yeah like of course I'm coming back like I would never you know and I was like okay like Anna has had another character shift where she's like of course Kristoff's not leaving we run into the the Arendelle guard and basically Anna tells them what happened and I do appreciate that they don't like I thought I there was a moment where I was like man Sterling K Brown might be the bad guy like might be the one who's like no I started it 
but then we find out that it's a grandfather and i do i do appreciate that immediately he's like yep cool let's blow it up and that's what they do like they they knock down the dam uh darn darn <laughs> uh and every and honestly Kevin should edit in chicken noises every time you say damn <laughs> uh and it's weird like it, the the resolution here is pretty quick like yeah. they they knock down the dang it and uh everything kind of fixes itself like Anna shows uh, or Elsa it's shows up a little up. bit of a cheap ending I don't disagree because it's like it's one of those endings where it's like oh we have to make this tough choice and we're going to make this tough choice even so I'm going to sacrifice it, our village but but then they end up not really having this right to to live with the sacrifice but then I was like where did all that water go like she just Back threw to the ocean. They live so in she just pushed it back oh she, she pushed she it off to the side it. Yeah, and just blocked it so that it didn't hit their... I'm with their... you. So in the next movie, it's going to be about <laughs> yeah. the village next to them that they flooded out. He's so pissed. Yeah. Am I the only one that had a San Andreas flashback is like Otto was trying to escape from the collapsing dam? I didn't, but I'm. I, I, now that you've said that, yes. Uh, so this is where we get Asa, or Elsa's sixth or seventh costume. Her final and form. I was thinking of John Cusack driving in t- 2012. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, <laughs> or even the day after tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we get Elsa's final form, which is like this: uh, her the ponytail is gone. Now her hair's down. Uh, it's no longer a blue dress. It's like a white dress that's completely the the, the wings are bigger. We find out that she's gonna she t- basically turns Arendelle over to Anna and says, "This isn't where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm supposed to be on that island by myself." And I was like, "That's weird," but all right. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, I'm supposed to be on this island by myself, not loving women. <laughs> Don't worry. They, they I got to go be the fifth element. Yeah. yeah. The planet they they do give that character that she has the interaction with a name. And I can't remember it. And I called her mud honey. And that's a deep uh, Seattle grunge cut. If anybody gets that. one, Yeah. That's, uh, you know. uh, but yeah, so she turns everything over to Anna and Anna becomes the Kristoff finally proposes. And I, I thought at one point. Like the ring was gonna be gone, like through all of this mess, he dropped the ring, and Elsa would make him a new ring. Ah, none of that happens. I just put that in in my script. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they basically Anna goes to do her own thing, uh, or Elsa goes to do her own thing. Anna ends up running Arendelle, and that's kind of how it ends. Yeah, like yay, Queen Anna, we finally got another Disney princess promoted to queen. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Uh yeah I you know I felt like that as a sequel it furthered everybody's story it expanded their world uh but I could see where some people weren't a fan I just thought the songs were really mediocre and the songs st- were very mediocre and the song and the story just did nothing for me yeah I could see that see I Would- really enjoyed it I I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one but I enjoyed it I like the songs like. I grew up watching all those old Rodgers and Hammerstein, like Broadway musical stuff. Like that's what my mom brought me up watching. And so this movie very much is still that Broadway formula, like the first one. And I, I liked the songs. Some of them are, you know, they were pretty mediocre. Like, and I had to laugh out loud when uh, Christoph turned into Brian Adams. for me. But, <laughs> but generally, you know, I thought it was fine as a sequel. Like it didn't, like make me mad it didn't undo any good things about the first one and yeah it did further it it did kind of undo some of the canon in my head from once upon a time but i guess that now puts that in fan fiction realm with all the rest of the stuff on that show <laughs> yeah and then they said they set them up for part three 
Well, of Which, course. Yeah. I think, because do you guys know the original fairy tale? No. No. Okay, so quick sum up is, is like uh, a thing sort of like Puck from um, Midsummer Night's Dream. You know, like a, a mischievous sprite creates this magical mirror that makes people see the worst in everything. And the mirror shatters and then scatters across the land. And this little boy who's like best friends with this girl who's his neighbor, they might as well be siblings, gets some in his eye and his heart. And then like weird stuff happens and then the Snow Queen comes and kidnaps him. So the little girl goes after him to find him. And then in the meantime, she bumps into the Summer Queen who tries to keep her in her land. And then she ends up with the Snow Queen later to get her friend back and if I remember right, I think the kids end up dead at the end. It's, I mean, like, sure. It's Hans Christian Andersen. Like, all of his fairy tales are very tragic. He was not mentally all there. He That's how you keep kids illness. in line, man. <laughs> yeah. It is, really. Like, But I'm wondering, I'm like, are we setting up to go for, like, the original fairy tale? Like, Elsa's all by herself out in the wilderness, and she's going to go kidnap some little boy, or maybe in this case, some little girl, and like maybe try to make her her. Bride. I feel like that's even more problematic than where <laughs> I went with it. Uh, but yeah, I, they definitely. I think Frozen Three will be the wedding, and they'll figure out some. Maybe the the Duke of Wet Weasel Town will show back up or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this thing. Do we have a, an idea of what this thing made at all? It made a uh, hundred and twenty million dollars. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Did you guys stay through the credits for the post credit scene? I no. did. I did. No, uh, was it? So it, it was uh, Olaf basically breaking down the entire movie, a la what he did earlier. Oh, but that would have been worth sticking around for. Yeah. And his audience was the big snow monster from the first movie, and then all the little miniature snowmen that you get in like the the, the spring. Yeah, the spring short that they did. Yeah, um, they're the snow boogers, the ones that is Elsa that what keeps. Yeah, well, that's what I call them. Yeah, Elsa oh, okay. kept sneezing, and they would just be like little snowmen. But oh, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. great. But it was, it's the giant. He's like, "We are alive," and that's how it ends. But yeah, you know, I it's it's disney like what yeah. are you gonna do <laughs> you know? it was not my thing i get it i yeah. get it i get it you, well, you were all about the first one because i yeah i'm a yeah. disney guy i yeah. love broadway musicals like i like i'm not like a guy that's like oh it's stupid i i, I love never that. said that i love that stuff <laughs> but i this one did nothing for me huh? i was i was really bummed out that sucks i'm sorry to hear that well i guess that's it for this one uh, i guess uh we should depart so we can prepare for our next one uh julianne where can uh, people find you if you would like to be found Oh, you can find me on the Facebook uh, group, uh, The League of Show Shares. I'm on there a lot. Um, I do have an Instagram under the name Val Usagi, V-A-L-U-S-A-G-I, that I've used for uh, my cosplay and other stuff. If people want to check that out. It's not super active, but I'm always loving traffic. So Awesome. And you can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. And you can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, uh, like the page, join the group, which is called the League of Show Sharers. Um, and then you can uh, also find us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Five bucks a month gets you all sorts of bonus content and the joy of knowing that you helped out and maybe... And invite to be a guest one day. Maybe. You never know. So uh, that's it for this one. Coming up on the next one, we will tackle a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. So until then, uh, Nikki makes it to Nationals. Into the unknown. Into the unknown. Into the unknown.
Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.